0: It made sense for us to have green as our first focus topic, since green is the most prevalent color in nature.
1: (laughs) I had no idea.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, for some, it is the most prevalent color in nature or whatever color you perceive it is.
1: For people Uh, who can see green, it's the most prevalent color in nature. Yes. Thanks a lot.
0: Or whatever color it ends up being for you, it must be a lot of what you see.
1: I'm not offended at all.
0: (laughs) Are you offended? Am I defriended? Oh no. Light from Lantern presents knit a spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe,
1: and I'm the maker of magic, James Devine.
0: Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting
1: and the craft.
0: Well, so actually, this will be a very interesting topic, because I wanted to sort of start off with first impressions of what the color green brings to mind. And for someone who perceives it differently, or I mean, really, it's the same, but different.
1: Yeah, for colorblind people...
0: Yeah, I mean, what
1: happens when you're colorblind and like the world is mostly green? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I I should I should bring up something that probably we haven't talked about, which is colorblindness is a misperception. I'm not colorblind, meaning I see green Mm -hmm. and I see red. Yes, I just don't have as many cones in my eye on my retina Hmm. to see that color as the average bear. So that means that I need more of my field of vision to be activated by the color than other people in order to perceive it. So when I have my entire field of vision activated with green, mm-hmm. I will actually see the color green. So oh, okay, I, I just need more saturation of green and more of, it, of my field of vision uh, filled with green in order to see it. And then I'll see it like everyone else. So I have experienced green it, and I do know what green looks like. It's not like I've never seen green, but thank goodness.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting. Cause I, I mean, I'm sure most people don't know that at all or wouldn't have yeah. even thought about that. So that's good information to get out it's there. When,
1: it's when green is sort of like a brown green or it's a greenish mm. or taupe, or it's mixed in with something, then it's lost because I don't perceive it in that right. way. That's when green gets to be a problem. But when it's a field of grass or, Or Mm. a whole stand of trees and it's all green, then yeah, it's like, okay, definitely green. So, you know, and the fact that the world is mostly green is helpful for people who are more green blind, like I Mm. am, because we see the whole field of green and we're like, okay, lots of green. We won't see it as vibrantly, perhaps, as a lot of people who are not colorblind and will miss some of the maybe nuance of some of the greens. But we will see green for most of us. I mean, mm. and everyone has a different color perception anyway. Right. And all and all people who have color deficiency or color difference perception, um, you know, will see it differently as well. So not all hashtag not all colorblind people. Anyway, but right. it, but it's still, it doesn't matter how you see the color green. Right. The colors will still inspire a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So with that said, yes, yes, I see green and I joke about being offended. I'm not ever offended. I think it's hilarious (laughs) and it's fun to joke around. So yeah, when I see, when I think of green, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I associate green with, I'm looking at my window, right, you know, beyond the camera here. Mm -hmm. And I see this huge pine tree and Mm -hmm. I always think of a, a pine tree. I think of a huge fir tree standing or I think of the redwood forest, in Northern California. And I think of those, those enormous trunks holding these delicate feathery fronds Mm -hmm. of, you know, and I think of the Pacific Northwest and how green and evergreen it is. That's really what I think of. I think of fields of grass. Yep. Freshly mowed grass at a park. Those are things I think of when I think of green. What do you think of when you think of green?
0: That was on my list too. That was like the first green is like fresh cut grass. It's that smell. It's that's just, I don't know, maybe it'll make you sneeze. Maybe it won't, maybe it will. And you don't care like me. It's just like a fresh new feeling. Um, Velvet also came to mind. I don't know why like green velvet is always a texture that comes to mind when I think of the color green. Um, The the term greenbacks, which is what we call our money because it's green Um, and aliens. I thought of aliens because we call them little green men, which I'm sure at some point we're going to look back on this recording and that statement will be termed offensive because they're, you know, whatever they are from wherever they're from. So sorry in (laughs) advance, but
1: (laughs) when the aliens show up, they're going to say, I can't believe you called us that.
0: We are outraged. We are not little. We are not green. And we are not men. Yes. So (laughs) So I apologize in advance.
1: We know when you know you're politically incorrect way before.
0: That's right. I'm seeing it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. Now, the feelings of green. What about magical green associations? Like we're having the gosh. When you say the the scent of cut grass, I'm like, Mm. oh, my God, that's summer my summer visits to ohio when i would smell that that scent yes. right so Stringy. what mm. yeah what is the um what are the magical associations you have with green if you think about green from a metaphysical perspective what mm. is what are your associations there
0: for me it's always luck and money like green is like a four leaf clover you know and and, and dollars i guess how about for you for me it's
1: for me it's healing we mm. often associate green with healing. And a lot of times it's kind of a golden green, um, yeah. like a, a golden sunlight, but then tinged with sort of a, a beautiful green, like that bright green of like when the new shoots come out and mm. they're sort of that bright greenish yellow. Yeah. I can't distinguish that from yellow, but that sort of bright yellowy color, that's really that what I associate with healing personally. Mm-hmm. So I think of that.
0: That's yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so, because green is so prevalent and, as you said, available in so many different shades, I've often thought and wondered, is green like a neutral, quote, color? Because it incorporates so many of the other colors. Maybe, like, people are kind of, like, sick of seeing green. Even though I read somewhere that after blue, green is supposed to be one of the most popular colors, I have never seen that reflected in things that were sold, like in my product development days. That was not the case. Greens were usually like on the lower end of the selling spectrum. So I'm curious why we, why there is so much green, obviously we love it, we bring it into our house, but when it comes to wearing it or like buying product to make things that are green, they're usually lower. And I wonder if it's because people just have burnout from seeing green so much.
1: You know what's interesting, I was looking up the prevalence of green in nature. Hmm. and the n- the colors that occur naturally in nature, number one is green because of chlorophyll, hmm. and because that is like, you know, the most prominent color that we see. But it's, but that's not considered a pigment. That's c- considered a reflection of light, not necessarily oh, yeah. a pigment. The most po- The most common pigment that's found in nature is actually red. And orange, Mm -hmm. those are the pigment. Most of the leaves that we see that are green are actually red or orange or yellow. Their Mm -hmm. pigment is that color. And when the chlorophyll goes away, that's why that leaf ends up being that color in the autumn time, because we're actually seeing the actual pigment of the leaf which is very interesting, right? Just the chlorophyll is so prevalent that that's what we see. And and then when the chlorophyll goes away, boom, we're left with that color of leaf. So we see those colors more prevalently. The least common color in nature is blue. Yeah, crazy. So (laughs) that ends up being a very, I wonder if you're onto something that we're so tired of green Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: we actually gravitate towards the blues when it comes to what we wear. And if I think about one of the most common colors for humans to wear, it is blue. We wear blue jeans. You look Mm -hmm. at, you know, look at what you're wearing right now. And I challenge you. I am surprised that I'm not wearing blue at the moment, but you're wearing blue. And I certainly have blue behind me on my wall. So it's a very common color. And I think we do sort of surround ourselves. We, it, it seems like if I look at my room that I'm in, the other walls, it's kind of rare to paint your wall blue. This is very, very outrageous for me to have painted a wall in my house blue. Mm. Um, unless it's a bathroom, it's kind of a light but, yeah, blue that makes sense, yeah. or something. But um, y- usually I think we like to paint our homes in natural settings like greens and taupes. Certainly the other walls of this room have a kind of a greenish taupe drapes and off-white. Mm. And the other rooms in the house are, you know, natural neutral colors like greens and taupes. But I think then we want to contrast that with colors, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting, that's a very interesting idea, those colors and how they pop. Mm-hmm. Things like that are fascinating to me, yeah.
0: Yeah, so just reflecting on the color in general and what comes to mind then sort of leads like, okay, well, then how does that transfer into how I feel about it magically and how other people feel about it magically. And that's when things get into a whole different area.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, and if we look at the correspondences, the actual magical correspondences of green, Mm -hmm. we can see that correspondence, right? Because green is associated with the element of earth. We just look around and we're like, oh yeah, well, that's very grounding. It's very much like the trees and yep. the grass and the actual earth that we're on is very green, and mm-hmm. we associate that with life. And we associate, you know, if something is alive, mm-hmm. I mean, humans aren't. If we, if a human is sick, we're green. But if <laughs> yes. if we're if we're looking at like, is there life there? We want to see the green and verdant field. Even yeah. the word verdant comes from the word green, from mm. the you know Latin verde, which is green.
0: Yeah. Well, so even it's like very interesting. Think of giving it the green light, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, which
1: is yeah. go, right? We say green is go. We have a lot of those sort of things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. The chakra of the heart is often colored green.
0: Yeah, Um
1: and right. in Western tradition, people also associate the heart with pink or with red. And oh. so those, you know, aren't... So it's very different on how, what colors are associated with what the green, um, green can be associated with money, but it can also in other countries, your money is not green. And so sometimes that association is gold for money. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Green can be associated with life and with verdant, you know, with with healing and with life and with vibrancy, and so a lot of times healing is very common with green. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something. So that when we talk about correspondences, it's really important to understand that correspondences are very personal and they're very cultural and they're very oriented around like what is right for you. With when you think about like generally with like deities, I like the idea of the deities that are around healing or that are maternal, but we also have deities like the green man and the there's the jack of the green that comes out of Beltane, we have the green man, and so the green man is um, a deity of the woods and has kind of a leafy face and is there and is sort of this deific of. Nature and of and of the woods. We have Pan, mm. who is also a nature god, um, very much associated with with nature and with earth. We have, of course, Gaia, who is the the ultimate sort of goddess of the world and of the earth. These are this Pan and Gaia are both Greek, but actually mm. uh, go back further than Greece even. But of
0: course, yes.
1: And there's others. You know, we have the green tar- Green Tara. Um, from tibet which i know very little about just the green tara is all i know about her so there's those types of things from other traditions as well that incorporate the color green yeah so there's a lot of sort of associations with green so but this episode is about green magic and mm-hmm. i think that there's a lot of interesting sort of things that talk about like what do we mean about green
0: magic it is a varied topic when i initially started researching for this episode it's like well what is it exactly well it turns out it's like kind of a lot of things and it's not just herbalism it's also hedge witchery and kitchen witchery and all sorts of things so i'm i'm curious like what your take is on it and Kind of more background on on what you know, yeah. Or
1: do we mean like ecologically conscious magic? Oh, do yeah, we mean right. That way, right? Sure, yeah. That's something to really talk about. Is I think there's probably a Venn diagram where we're sort of talking about like if you're going to be a witch, or ah, this is and, and take this with a grain of salt. Like mm. most people who practice witchcraft are going to be rooted in the rooted in yeah, rooted exactly. <laughs> in the earth. I think that one of the common things about witchcraft is we tend to look at nature to have the greater um meaning and symbolism for explaining the bigger picture of life. Mm-hmm. For instance, like the cycle of the of the seasons and the cycle of the the life cycle of a tree might be a way to explain the sort of um ways in which our life goes right mm-hmm. or we could we could come up upon a tough time in life and we can look to a tree and how the tree's life cycle is and find solace or explanation or peace or understanding in in that life cycle of a tree that that's a spiral that the leaves fall but they come back or Mm. this idea of resurrection exists and sort of this idea of a tree that appears to die and then has come back again and so we see these sort of like symbolism in nature and so this is a common thing amongst people who practice witchcraft and so for most people who practice who are witches we are connected to the earth and so this idea of green magic is sort of synonymous with most people that are practicing witchcraft so there's so there's a big venn diagram between people that then identify as i'm a hedge witch or i'm a kitchen witch or i mm. practice herbalism or i'm uh, you know a green witch sure. and so there's an interesting sort of thing of like well what does that mean for people mm. Um, and there's a really beautiful conference that happens. It's been online, of course, during the pandemic, but it happens in the Pacific Northwest, but it's called the Veritas Geni and Veritas means green and (laughs) Geni, um, right. Is, um, like the, the consciousness, but it's the plant magic conference and highly recommended for people to follow and to look up. And there's a really beautiful book and it's put on by, um, Katamara Rosarium of Rosarium Blends and Ooh. her her partner. A beautiful conference if you're interested in plant magic and communing with plant spirits and all kinds of green witchery. I highly recommend that conference, and they're really legitimate people. So we'll have that link in the show notes. Also, the Veritas Geni conference is highly recommended.
0: Oh my gosh, that sounds right up my alley. Totally, you would love it. <laughs> I'm very it, into that. 100%, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it sounds like, like everything. It's just, you know, green witchery is just a subcategory of magic, which is like everything, so.
1: <laughs> it's a gateway for m- so much more.
0: There you go. Yes. Well, we'll open the gate and continue our exploration right after the break. Hey, Magical Makers. My River Mitts knit-along might be over, but you can still grab kits from UU Yarns. These kits include the pattern and yarn and are conveniently linked within our show notes, or you can learn more at lightfromlantern.com. Now you can cast on anytime you want for your own one-week knit-along. So, Jim, I was hoping that you could tell the folks at home and our listeners about your amazing class, palmistry tarot mashup.
1: So the palmistry tarot mashup is an exploration of some hidden in plain sight symbolism in the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot cards. The Rider-Waite-Smith tarot cards... Have people in almost all of the cards. And with my friend Madam Pamita, we dive in and decipher the secret signals the hand gestures are sending us in the tarot deck. You will learn about how the hands and finger positions, what they mean and how to interpret them, and get an insight into human nature and human unconscious. You can get lifetime access to this class for just $29 by visiting bit dot l y forward slash p t mashup the palmistry tarot mashup it's super fun lifetime access self-paced you took the class
0: i did and i learned a lot and i can't recommend it highly enough so definitely check it out and you'll be glad you did because your tarot reading skills are going to be increased exponentially by these two wonderful hosts on this class so don't miss out and we're back. So why don't we dive into ways that green is used in magic? Ooh. Oh, my gosh.
1: That's a tiny topic.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a few tips or uh, ways you like to use green. Well, certainly,
1: I think of green um, with the element of Earth, first of all. So that's, I mean, the the first thing that I think of is in magic, I'm always thinking of well, how do we bring green in as a grounding element or as an element that is bringing in the element of earth? Mm. Um, it can earth can also be sort of brown, I guess. But so er, that can be a grounding element. If I'm doing like candle magic or if I'm really using color magic, I'll also associate brown with uh, like legal things. Or with other types of, you know, there's other associations from hoodoo or from folk magic that are associated Mm. with brown. But green can also be related to a ton of other correspondences. And again, this gets back to the first half of the show where we talked about correspondences need to be really personal. And um, so it's really important for you listener and you, Katie and me, Jim, Mm. to make sure that the correspondence for your magic really is moving for you personally. Mm. If you are using a color and it doesn't feel like it's the right color for you. I mean, that's really going to be important. Your magic should move you. That's really an important thing. And there's there are concessions we can make because it's hard sometimes to find the, just the right color. Mm. And we don't want to wear ourselves out, you know, driving around town, looking for the exact right thing. Or, you know, sometimes we have to make do with the green that we find or the object or the materials that we come up with. Right. However, um, it's important to be like, you know, to be, to get to a place where the, the magic that we're doing, what we're imagining in our mind actually matches and, and is inspiring to us, right?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: So if you want to do a magic spell or, or a magical visualization hmm. for luck, you really want to imagine the color that you really associate with luck.
0: Right. And it may that not be is, green. <laughs>
1: yeah. And if your lucky color is purple, then you should use purple. And if your lucky color is the classic St. Patrick's Day green, sure, then you should use that St. Patrick's Day green and not feel bad about it. Right. I mean, I have a tendency to be like, but that's what everyone's doing, or that's so cliche. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. That association, that cliche association is powerful because it's supported by. Millions of people across the world who associate that St. Patrick's Day iconography with luck. There so use know. that power from the millions of people who believe in it, even if it's completely ridiculous. <laughs> you're like
0: riding in the wake of it, basically. Yeah, yeah you're surfing like that it. wave. Yeah, 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 exactly. Interesting.
1: So the so certainly green can can be associated with whatever you really associate it with. Some of the things are what? love like if you if you're really in with the heart chakra being green mm, yeah but if you associate love with pink or red then mm. use that it could be <clears throat> fertility because if you think about the green field the verdantness of the world right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what are your yep. associations you have other associations too cuz yours is money right
0: yeah mine was uh money fertility growth like um you know when we were thinking about like kind of sayings that are in the vernacular um a person who is green is often like new to the situation which i thought was interesting it's like a fresh bud yeah. right oh they're do you, green yeah what are you new yeah exactly <laughs> ah he's green don't worry about it i'm like oh yeah, what?
1: still um, green behind the ears yeah yeah
0: exactly learning changing anything that sort of thing that's mm-hmm. that's where i kind of come in with green is sort of my it's like a power color it's to get get things done, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's also some sort of negative things associated with green, like jealousy. Oh yes. Green with envy. envy. Yes. Yes. Green with envy. So if you want to reverse things, you might want to think about like undoing jealousy, right? So you could have like a black to green spell. With candles or you could be undoing something that's green yeah, like ooh,
0: do a little cord magic
1: yeah you could mm. do something like that you could also be wanting to bring green in and use green to say i want to make i want to use green as an environmental like maybe i want somebody to be more ecologically conscious and so you'll ah. use the color green to bring ecological awareness, or to remind ourselves to be ecologically aware, mm. perhaps so use that color in a piece of making, or in a in a cord magic, or in a bracelet, or something to remind us about our commitment to ecological consciousness in our practice. Mm. So these are things you know that we could do.
0: So it's also an interesting color because as we learned through, or at least I learned through uh, the cord magic book. Green finding a natural green dye in nature that is both light and color fast is really difficult and so often it's um, green is dyed by dipping it in yellow first and then dipping it in blue to make green. So again that's it's another interesting component to the color that it needs two colors to make it essentially so it can have a female and male energy to it it's it's another color that in my eyes signals like a balance and duality just in the color
1: yeah that's very interesting Mm -hmm. yeah and if you know it doesn't have to be seen as male and female it can just be like two polarities sure also right it can it doesn't have to be gendered either for people it can also just be the two polarities it can be this polarity of yellow and this polarity of blue that come together and make a third yep. polarity or a third like you know thing I mean, that's, that's like alchemy
0: kind of right <laughs> very
1: triangular and very yeah. chemical it's very cool and there's other combinations that do that too but that's very uh magical and alchemical mm-hmm. for sure because you'll never recognize blue and and yellow from green when that, yep. that's such a magical thing when you mix colors like that Mm -hmm. And then that light is a completely mixing light is so different from mixing pigments. Yes. Always trips me out. Yeah. So it's interesting also to think about you can you bring the color green into your magic using things, not just dyes and colors, natural dyes we recommend, but also with other tools. Right. Oh, yes. Green candles.
0: Oh yes. Green Obvious. crystals.
1: <laughs> in crystals. So there's lots of green minerals and crystals. Mm. Obviously the first one we think of is what? Mm, emerald for me. Emerald. Who can because yeah. af- you know, we'll just go down to the store and buy a bunch of emeralds. I'm buying you a bunch of emeralds, Katie.
0: Oh, well, we live in the Emerald City gym. Yeah. I mean there are diamond dozen
1: here. Oh, <laughs> I know what green reminds me of. Oh. What? The Emerald City in the Wizard of Oz. Yes.
0: Oh, and the Wicked Witch, which again, why? Oh, was she green with yeah. envy this whole time? El- oh, my God. Was she jealous? was
1: green. Yeah. Okay. So the Emerald City, here's something very interesting. The Emerald City was white. Oh. Did you know that? No. The Emerald City was pure white in the book but you had to put on glasses at the door and the glasses were green. Mm. And when you walked in, stepped into the Emerald city with these glasses on, everything was amazing. Different shades of green. Mm, And it was
0: all white, but really everything was white. So you were just seeing the, the shades of the different colors, in of, green. Oh yeah. my gosh! So
1: there's a really interesting duality in that meaning that L. Frank Baum was sort of depicting mm, in yeah. the book about that. Mm, that we had, big. we had put the green lenses, the green, you know, looking through the world through green tinted glasses.
0: Mm, As opposed to the rose colored glasses that we were just talking about in a previous episode. And it also
1: is very like interesting when we talk about greenwashing, you know, sort of this idea that, um, do you know that term greenwashing when we're like, greenwashing is this idea that um, we, and, and you see it in manufacturers of yarns or other things, where they are saying that something is far more ecologically conscious than it is like, Uh. Oh, this yarn is recycled. And you're like, okay, well let's look at the carbon footprint of recycled yarn versus Mm -hmm. virgin yarn. Mm -hmm. And you realize that it's actually worse. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: yeah. yeah. All right. Well now I know. Okay. I figured anything that's being washed is not good. Typically, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) So that's called greenwashing or, you know, like, Mm basically like they're putting recycled on it. And, and this is not true for all recycled products. Just sure. please be aware. But some products that are unscrupulous might be greenwashed, meaning they'll say something like mm-hmm. low fat or <laughs> healthy. And if you actually look into it, you're like, this is more trans fat or more terrible things for you, more processed mm-hmm. foods than just a banana. So what the hell, right? Yes. So there's a lot of that sort of like health washing or you know mm-hmm. greenwashing or this sort of idea. So this this idea comes out in L. Frank Baum sort of way before this was ever a thing. And so there's just sure. ideas of these like green tinted glasses, mm-hmm. so we can take all these meanings from it. So it's a very interesting. Very, yeah. very much a uh, an aside on this whole thing.
0: Well, but it's also interesting because the the tinted glasses were required for you to change your mind to also not see that he was a fraud behind the whole thing, right? So yeah,
1: that's right. Mm. And after Oz left, everyone's glasses broke, or they took them off, and they were freed of these green glasses, and Oz could then shine in mm. its brilliance once again.
0: Oh man. Well, there you go. Food for thought, kids. Go to the original source. <laughs> yeah. The original
1: L-, L. Frank Baum's original book is the be- one of the best reads. Oh my gosh. I love reading the Wizard of Oz, the original book. Yeah. Mm, okay. True. So the color green. So green witchery, we can work with all four elements, earth, mm-hmm. air, fire, water. We often associate green with earth. Mm-hmm. And Um, It's important to be in balance, I think, with all four elements. We tend to really, um, in our society, we tend to really focus on Earth because we're looking for the money and Mm. physical, tangible thing. Right. Um, But if we were balanced, we would bring in all four elements in equal parts.
0: Yeah. And I know, like, green witchery I heard uh, defined as, you know, like you said, like someone who works with all the elements. But then I'm like, well, but that's just... That's balanced witchery. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, again, it's just one of those uh, nuances. So, yeah.
1: A lot of times it's especially with people who are specific to working with plants like herbalism mm-hmm. or animals or really uh, focused on nature as opposed to someone who lives in the city and mm. is more of it's part of a distinction. Like, you know, you think of my coven. We live in Seattle and we're more in the city. We're not like, you know farming, sure. we don't, we're not like super urban, you right. know, not a lot wild of around. <laughs> Yeah, we're not wild crafting our own herbs and that sort yeah. of thing. So there is a difference on like where our focus is.
0: And one thing that I learned, because um, I read a great book that was a uh, Green Witch's Grimoire. And it had a great, great information just about making grimoires in general. But one thing that I really appreciated um learning through this book was just kind of looking around you and admiring the power of local things like yeah it's great to buy emeralds and jade and all these expensive things that come from all over but there's just as much power in like a a very chill rock that you find that catches your eye on your dog walk or something so yes that was another thing that i found really powerful because again they're in the um, world that we live in, materialism is everywhere and everyone's like, oh, I got to get that thing to do to finish my thing. But like, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to spend your green to get the green. There's already there. You just got to go find it. So
1: right. And I, I really recommend be green about your witchcraft by using what you already have. Yeah. As much as you can. And uh, we went for a walk on the beach mm. uh, a couple weeks ago. And the pebbles on the beach are an amazing kaleidoscope of color. And it's really hard to find a green rock. Mm-hmm. But every so often, you do see one that's green. I don't see one that's green. I have to ask someone, <laughs> where's the green ones?
0: Oh, shit, that's even harder. <laughs> no.
1: But there are white ones. There are black ones. There are mm. lots of gray and brown ones. Yep. Um, but every so often... There's a bluish one and there's a greenish one. And by being able to pick out those greenish ones and use those, it's amazing to find those. You found it yourself. It was on the beach. You didn't have to uh, use an industrial mine that is destroying the planet in some country where there aren't ecological, even in this country, that's really wrecking the environment a lot of times. Yep. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're not, you're not having it shipped. You don't have to deal with that. You don't have to wait. Yep. You get it right then. You were 100% involved. You got to hear the call of the thing that caught your eye, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of power in that.
1: Even if it was a green, a piece of green glass that has been tumbled sure. in the water and you just happen to find a piece of green glass, beach mm. glass or something, how cool would that be?
0: Talk about supercharged from rumbling yeah. in that water the whole time. Woo Yeah.
1: That's it might have been a beer good. bottle once, but now- that's right. A really cool thing.
0: It was enjoyed before and it's being enjoyed again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, oh, I'm excited about our weekly oracle card.
0: Yes. All right. So, with our green theme, I thought uh, it would make sense for us to do the uh, Northern Animal Tarot again because it's all green and anomaly. Yes. So, I'll do a quick shuffle here and we'll pull our card for the week for some advice right
1: march 9th it's the, beginning. it's the beginning of march <laughs> we're in pisces season
0: oh what we did we got get? the sun wow and look at this one this is a good one wow. what do we have is someone riding a moose yeah it's a skunk riding a moose with all these birds that are super stoked hey well it's a good week ahead people there's gonna be uh good news new beginnings, and maybe someone's going for a ride, meeting up with friends. What do you think?
1: The the sun is also about our ego and how we show up, how we show up in the world. If we want to make a difference in this world that is always going to challenge us, uh, there's always going to be darkness in the world. There's always going to be difficulty. There's always going to be a time of struggle and strife in the world. How are you showing up? Are you choosing to be the sun are you choosing to ride a moose with a bandit Are you going to be that skunk riding yes. a moose? Even though you're a stinky skunk, are you going to ride that moose and have birds chirp around you and be the change? And yes. you can do that by how you show up. You might not be able to travel to another country and stop a war or, or make peace happen or transform world leaders or, Change big things that are happening, but you can, in your own influence, radiate Hmm. joy, love, and be something. And if we all do that, we can make a difference. And I think that's a big message.
0: I agree fully. It's
1: It's a major arcana card.
0: Yeah. Things stink, so rise to the occasion. Yeah. I love it. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed our episode on green. I learned a lot. Uh, Hopefully you guys did too. Feel free to drop us an email, podcast at gmail.com if you have any comments or feedback on green or green witch or green magic, etc.
1: If you want to learn even more, subscribe to Katie's newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. First of all, you get a free pattern when you sign up. You get links to like, hey, what's coming up on Knit a Spell? I love getting her newsletter. (laughs) So if you want to know about future giveaways or cool stuff that are happening, lightfromlantern.com sign up for the newsletter
0: all the knit a spell things are within Uh, and Jim has an equally wonderful newsletter at thedivinehand.com and while you're there signing up you can also uh, look at booking a reading for a palm reading or a tarot reading because now he does both woo! Do all the things Jim, do it.
1: It's true I am far less consistent with my newsletter than yours but when it comes it's good.
0: That's right well, wonderful. All right, everybody. We look forward to next week where we're going to discuss gray magic, the Ooh. other neutral color that's actually neutral color. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.